Welcome to my super type A attempt at being Zen, the podcast. My name is Risha York, and I will be your host. If you are overworked, overtired, overstretched, overwhelmed, just over it, you are in the right place. We like to say we are currently working towards Zen-ish. I'm thrilled that you've joined us. Let's see who will be supporting us on our path to Zen today. Welcome back to part two with Belinda Ginter. Let's jump right back in. If you remember in part one, we ended off where she was saying humans don't have a consistency problem. They have a priority problem. And we're going to jump right back in where she left off because this is such an excellent point. And I think once you make that distinction, doing things like owning your calendar and making personal peace a high priority for yourself, it just changes and it softens and you get it. But when you feel like there's something wrong with you, like something's missing that you can't be consistent, then you're never going to be able to to do what you want to do. Yeah, I agree with that. It's funny. We had this conversation last week where I said, um, I think I just need to shift my priorities right now. And my husband was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, we're all sick. And I'm getting really frustrated because I've had to reschedule virtually everything for the last month. And as someone whose priority right now is supposed to be work. Right. It's, it's grading, right? Because I'm like, oh, again, yet another reschedule. And I said to my husband, I think I just need to completely shift my priority from now until after the holidays yeah, at the very like least. My focus is going to be our family. Yeah. I will just pick up be... the pieces of business later on. Right. Yeah. Like, and there'll be times when you'll have to go to your family and say, I'm launching this huge thing right now. It is taking 24 seven of my focus. Yep. It's going to be, you know, short term game or short-term pain for long-term gain, right? Yeah. And I just need you to support me while I'm over here for a little bit. I'm coming back. Yeah, I just think it's there's t- times things need different priorities. And there's times when our priorities are off, of course. But yeah. I don't believe that we're ever going to live a time where family and work and ourselves get equal amount of like blissful attention. I just like that. But I like what you're saying, like making the effort every day and putting things into a habitual. Attempting at least (laughs) to set us up to win. At the end of the day, I don't mind if work and family kind of, you know, come back and forth. Yeah. But I have to be a priority every day or I can't show up to either of those things. Exactly. So if I keep putting myself at the bottom of the list, if I keep back burnering myself, and this is what I learned, you know, just over a decade ago, my mother was diagnosed with Parkinson's and I was like, oh my God, I I operate just like her a million Mm -hmm. miles a minute. Like go, 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 go. I'm not important. I'll just everything for everyone else. And I was like, I have to shift my entire world. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't function like that. And Mm -hmm. so now 
I may not do all the things I want to do for me in one day. Like, right. Maybe it's like, I want to go to the gym today and I want to have a 15 minute meditation and I want to eat a super healthy lunch and I want to, and all these things. And maybe I did two of the five. Enough. Great. Like something though. Right. It's enough. It's a step in the right direction. Right. It's just, I think you have to show up for yourself a certain percentage of your day. Yeah. Is all. And again, before you put your head on the pillow at the night, that's the only judgment there should be is just like, how did I do? And if I failed miserably, I can actually call myself out with that with love too. I'm going to do better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, but not what does anyone else think of me? Just like, how am I going to gauge my day? Like if I'm completely honest, you know, did I, did I crush it or did I struggle a little bit today? And again, it's not that positive, toxic positivity where we're supposed to crush it every day. That is not the point, but it's just a gauge just to say, you know, I just need to clean up a few things for tomorrow. Yeah. And make things like reprioritize. I try and do a daily reprioritize. So it's like, okay, that's smart. I missed the boat on this yesterday, but that's okay. It's at the top of my list tomorrow. Exactly. Knock that out tomorrow. Feel good about getting it done. And then what else is on the list? And it's like, oh, I might've missed a couple things today, but I'll get those tomorrow. The A-types are really good at running like, you know, the short distance track race. And we, we could even do the one with a relay where we're passing it off. If yep. it's another A-type picking it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not passing it on to anybody else, but <laughs> we are really bad at the marathon. The marathon. I think what happens is certainly for me as a type A person, yeah. I get in my head and I forget that everything is temporary. So yeah. I have these Don't moments shift from our heads to our hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just forget. And then I yeah. go, it's always going to be like this and this. Right. Is and then we overreact just as you're. Yeah. Then and we I'm start like, to react and go into guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. It's not always going to be like, no. That. No, the, the world shifts around us every single day. Yeah. And motherhood helped me with that. Like when you're in the teething situation, oh, <laughs> you're God, like, yes. I haven't slept in three weeks. I I don't know what to do. I'm losing my mind. And then once you have your second child, you go, oh, yeah, I remember the stage. I did live through it. So yeah. you're less reactive. You're less judgmental towards it's yourself. True. You know, just to cancel things, guilt-free, shamefully, unapologetically. Yeah. Um, and that you're going to live a, a great life past this. But I think it's when we get to that, oh my gosh, this is never going to end. This is what my life has become. And we go down that rabbit hole, but every yeah. personal peace and, you know, personal power just gets completely lost oh it's gone and how you Mm -hmm. define yourself it disappears right like yeah have these moments where you're like well this is who I am this is what I'm about and this is what's important to me and then you do like a check and you're like why haven't I done most of that stuff in the last six months and you realize because all your focus has been on these tiny little people that you're trying to make wonderful people and then you have like a crisis of you know identity yes and then you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I'm still that person. I still get to be that person. It's just, again, everything's temporary. I'm in this space right now. Yeah. Where I want to instill. And it should be enjoying the journey instead of like 
critiquing it and making exactly. it speed up or like resenting it or yeah. whatever the emotion we're going through right it's just like that's what I mean by being more present like enjoying the moment and not worrying so much about what the past is gonna say yeah. like we can't be irresponsible but I mean we have to get to the point where the where the future isn't our everything yeah. And we can actually stay present or we're just going to get there and it's all going to fall apart because the fundamentals aren't there and our priorities weren't where they needed to be. Yeah. Exactly. And we don't enjoy it. And then people wonder why there's no happiness with success um, or they're never happy no matter yeah. what level of success they get. Like you had a, I work with millionaires every day in my coaching business and you know, they can hit a million and they're like, why isn't it two? They can hit two and it's yeah. like, why isn't it five when they hit five they're like well I know someone someone making 15 and when you hit 15 someone else is making 250 million and so it's like this constant thing they're chasing yeah but like happiness has nothing to do that's just the goal um that's just an ambition um but it's never meant to be happiness has nothing to do with it like emotions yeah. are only attached to the things we attach them to they're not natural attachments yeah. and they're not attached to money they're not attached to fame they are not attached to success uh, to other people comparing ourselves to other people is never going to put us in a place where we're in a good place never ever ever so never. when you're like i want this because this guy has this like it's already it's already destined to be a disaster yeah, if you were meant to have it, you'd have it right now. You yeah. know, it, that's just simply it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to look at people with admiration, and yeah. but that's as far as it should go. Like, wow, I admire and and give proper, you know, um, respect and praise for someone, yeah. you know, doing something I haven't done yet. Doesn't mean I need to do it, right? Yeah, like, or inspiration, yes, like, wow, you never got thought it. of doing that. What a great idea! I'd love to get involved in something like that. But it doesn't mean. You know, this person could be 10 years down the road on this. How you view it's our perspective, not like I remember being in a Facebook group when Mm. Facebook groups just came out and they were really, I I wish we could go back to those days. (laughs) There was, I was in an amazing one and it was powerful, the support and the love that it wasn't about getting clients. It wasn't about all the stuff the marketers have made it about now, unfortunately. And that was kind of ultimately the downfall, I feel um, with Facebook groups but it was warm and it was supportive and I remember the the administrators who are still good friends of mine um but they were just strangers to me at that point and they posted how they had their like first 50k day and me coming from where I came from I was like I just looked at that and I like breathed that in and I'm like these ladies are no different than me like really no different than me if they can have something like that I'm so appreciative that they felt confident enough to to write that out because what that did was just show me it's possible for me. You know, it wasn't a brag. It wasn't anything. It was like, they were just generally excited that they had launched something online and and had that result. But what that did was show me that like, okay, like my ceiling has just expanded and it's much more higher um, than I thought like I could be capable of but now that I know someone else has done it I can I can hit it just like they say as soon as they announce like a world record has been broken it's possible for the next person to break it yeah 
but it's not possible until they announce what that new number is or what that thing right. was, you know, record time. It's but inspiring. the minute it's just possibilities, right? Yeah. So I I think that it is important to inspire and empower others by sharing and not worrying about what other people think of us. And then when other people share, just taking it as inspiration instead of comparison will change our whole world. For Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. It's funny. I, to this day, and I think this is part of like when I structured my business, um, you know, when we're not focused on, on competition with others, but we're actually mm-hmm. just focused on the goal of why we do what we do. And we're yeah, really clear on what that why is. I get giddy and excited about every single client I get. I get giddy and excited about every single interview I do for this show. I get giddy and excited about it because it's furthering my goal, right? And so when people And that's true happiness, isn't it? Like you didn't mention a dollar amount. You didn't mention a number of of what clients you wanted to hit. You didn't mention all these things and, and like- you just proved the point by saying that it it becomes you appreciate each and everything that comes your way and you're in that state of gratitude and appreciation and just being like this was really content and this was really good and really spacious for me and like full like happy dance every time and then also full happy dance when someone completes one of my programs and they're like I did something I did something on my list I'm like and I'm crying and I'm losing yeah. shit. And I'm yeah. like, it's not even me. It's not even no. me. I'm I think so when you excited. get to that point of emotional maturity, when you can be just as happy, if not happier for someone else's success, I feel like that's when we're truly winning at life, to be honest with you. I agree. Um, very few people can do that. And I think the people that do it think that everybody can do it. But really, it's a very rare trait in human beings. And when you get to that capacity where you can just be like, even if it's something that you want to hit and you you haven't done yet, that you can be yeah. truly in a moment of celebration for them for hitting it. I believe that is is really when we win the game of life. Absolutely. Like being a cheerleader for other people, I find so fulfilling. Yeah. Right. And it's part of why I do the job I do because I get to literally get paid to show up and be like, do you have any idea how awesome you are? Let's talk about all the ways you're awesome. Right. (laughs) I always say, I don't know who gets more into the coaching sessions, me or my clients. I think about this a lot. It's a very mutual um, admiration and um, fulfillment, I would say. (laughs) Yes. Yes. 100%. And it's it's funny because I, you know, especially in this world, like you said, that we live in right now where everything is fast paced and do this and do that. Yeah. You know, I've had a lot of people approach me and say, you know, have you considered scaling? We just have to take you mostly out of it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want that job. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Some people do want to scale. Some people don't want to scale. Um, you just need to see what makes the most sense for you, your business and your family. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just not every business is, is it needs to, to go there. If, if you're completely fulfilled where you are, well, um, that's it. It's like, yeah, but then I miss all of this fun interaction piece, which is what gets me out of bed every morning. <laughs> so right. And I, so if it's fulfilling something for you. 
then yeah. you know there's but there's lots of other ways you could have residual coming income coming into your business that was sure. a form of scaling that doesn't take you out of the day to day um but that does have you know a, other ways where you are empowering more people at, at the same time as you're interacting with someone and doing a podcast interview yes, you're right for sure you know yeah. so it's just that's what i mean life isn't cookie cutter and either is business and anyone who tells you that their system is the only system it's the only way um yeah. like run you yes. know because it's not true because even the people who are the best um at what they do will will tell you that there's many different ways to an end goal but like you just have to match what you're looking for in your priorities with whatever company or coach or anyone you're working with to make sure that's aligned for you in this season of your life yeah um what I've learned is I've had many seasons though in business and at some point I say I would never do something and then I, there's another point I'm like oh I really want to do that now so <laughs> it's really interesting just even to like just be like what season am I in right now what gives me that personal peace and contentment and who's out there to support me in this season of my life at this point yeah yeah absolutely and I think you know when you do things with intention it'll be felt so yes when you've intended, like, this is what I'm going to put out into the world and this is how it's going to be accepted. Awesome. Have at her, right? Don't try yes. and fit things into a box that don't belong in that box. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Um, I'm always weary of like coaching companies and things that like take everybody. It's like, there's no avatar. It's just like, I take yeah. everybody. It's just like, well, no, because there's, you're not in the same season as everyone. You're not, people aren't at the same wavelength or maybe don't have the same experience that you need, um, that you can do the best with, you know? Yeah. So um, just really recognizing that and, and being willing to to slow down and, and really see what's best for you and then who best you can serve and how you can best serve right now, not in the future, mm -hmm. just right now. I feel like I want to get temporary tattoos made for all of my type A clients that say slow down so they can put it across their forehead. Yeah, I know. It's, I always tell them slow down so you can speed up because their ultimate goal is to speed up. But in order to speed up and do things properly and make things like long-term sustainable yeah. success, they have to slow down. Yeah. And they have to simplify Simpl simplicity scales complexity fails every single time yeah yep you're right 100 percent. so what is the most effective in your opinion mm -hmm. mindset tool or practice for someone who is type a recognize that you're type a really <laughs> learn all about your personality type i think the awareness yes. helps you really calm down your nervous system, get out of fight or flight, recognize that we are not the only personality type out there in the universe. Um, learning the personality types, I think was the best thing that helped me acknowledge my strengths and weaknesses, and then find respect and admiration for the different personality yes. types and how I can react to them. Um, you know, I remember once interviewing for WestJet, and it was the funnest sociology experience in my life I watched how they they brought in a team members that were all the personality types 
Oh, great. Now they only hired someone that was able to connect with every one of those personality types. Mm -hmm. If you miss one, you weren't hired because they know that their consumers are all different personality types coming up, you know, to you for service. Um, and if you can't, if you don't have the communication skills to reach every different personality that you're going to not have the service you want to provide or in life, just the life you want to live, to be honest with you. So I think for us, uh, knowledge is power, learning our strengths, learning our weaknesses, and then also really learning to respect other people's strengths and weaknesses and know how to reach them and how to respond to them. That's when, you know, life gets sweet for the, for us A-types. When I learned about temperament, type uh, psychology mm-hmm. and I mean I grew up in a house with a therapist I was very well educated on um soothing tools and self-awareness and um all kinds of therapy techniques yes but when I learned about temperament type it legitimately saved my marriage we had been together maybe five years and I was okay having a moment where I was like yeah. I don't know I don't know if this is even going to pan out. And then I learned that and I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of things here where I'm literally asking this person to be someone they're not. Yes. And that doesn't feel fair to me because if that was flipped, I'd be pissed. Right. Right. And so I learned it when I was working in corporate coaching and when I was um, a coach for onboarding and enroll sales Mm -hmm. and leadership and whatever you got into that bucket and when I left there and started doing my own coaching work it was one of the things that stood out to me and we used all kinds of temperament tools but this one specifically of course it was developed in Canada is very inclusive right Mm -hmm. and recognizes too like you're not the same person that you are at home that you are at work that you are with your friends that you are versions of us everywhere right Mm -hmm. and we lean into different temperament styles depending on where we are and who we're interacting with and and the people who learn to identify and speak the same language as people who are opposite of them Mm -hmm they have a superpower. You have this superpower because now, you know, have you ever spoken to a room full of people? And they're just truly happier. Like everyone's searching for happiness. Well, there you go. That's one of the ways to get there, right? They, they're more content and they're more happy um, generally than the people who don't have this knowledge and haven't applied it. Yeah. Because they're like, people don't understand me. I feel misunderstood or I speak and no one listens. And I'm like, I don't know if no one listens, but I don't think anyone's hearing you. Yeah, and there's a difference. You're not reaching them. And there's a responsibility for us as a communicator to make our communication so it's so widespread as possible so people can receive it. Exactly. Then there's responsibility on the other end as a receiver to openly hear it and not have distraction and things like that, of course. Um, but there's responsibility on both parties, which I think sometimes people don't acknowledge or really yeah. wrap their head around. Not because they're stupid, just because it's a, it's not, they haven't fully thought out the concept. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And then also, you know, we talk a lot in my flagship program, Lead Without Permission. It's 
focused around confidence and leadership. And we talk a lot about communication in that course. Communication is everything. It is everything. And in every area of your life, it is everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Should be taught in schools over any other topic. I agree. I agree. Because I feel like, you know, in a lot of these situations, I'll be talking to someone and they're like, I just don't feel like I'm heard. And I feel like, you know, I'm saying all these things, but nobody's listening. And that accountability piece that you were just talking about, like, it's not only our responsibility as the listener, but it's also our responsibility as the communicator to make sure we're being heard. But also, you know, when I was in corporate, they'd say things like, well, you have to manage up. And they'd never explain what they meant by that. Mm. And now when I have clients and they're like, I just, I'm not getting along with my boss. I hate my job. I don't. And instead of just saying, well, you have to manage up. I'm like, do you speak to your boss in a way that they can understand you? Mm -hmm. It's a different conversation. Absolutely. Have you set out clearly like, hey, I'm a visual learner. And so- this thing you're trying to teach me, it's not landing for me. Is there a way that I can learn it through a visual medium? Like, do you have a video or like, you have right. to ask for what you want. Yeah. Right. Which is hard for people. Cause there's a certain level of vulnerability that has to be gone there. But as a communicator too, I mean, a lot of time when things go astray, it's not the proper timing to talk to someone about that you're catching them as they're coming in or coming out of a busy meeting or going into a busy meeting um you're not using proper tone yeah because you're nervous and so your tone's changing and then they'll mirror you yeah. so then it, it just can can get heated you know I think timing and tone is, is yes. a lot of where things go astray and that's it's just like, again, slowing down to Slow make sure down. your tone is right. Slowing down to pick proper timing to have these conversations. You'll find the conversations go over so much more wonderfully than they have been. If that's a you know struggle for you. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny. I think as type A's, like my husband always says, when you get really excited about something, you sound angry. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I get very blunt. I get short with my communication. My, yeah. my nice flowing sentences are gone and they're like three Three words. I get yeah. very, I'm also Scottish. So I'm blunt by nationality too <laughs> and my culture. Yeah. I just, I, that's just how I go right into culture mode and you go into other parts of yourself when you get stressed. And yeah. it's just, again, but there's, when you have the self awareness of that and you can feel that happening, you can distance yourself. You can say, you know what, like, I have so much respect for people who say, listen, I just feel really emotional now. This probably isn't the best time to have this conversation. Yeah. It's important to me though. Can we, can we meet just once I process this a little bit and can, can get my thoughts right. And my, like, my words, right. Like also, I mean, if you're extroverted, you're ready to talk now. If you're introverted, they need a minute, like give yeah, them. A but minute. I would also say the truth is we need a minute too. We all need a minute. <laughs> We just don't want to take it yeah. because we yeah, feel this fair. like bubbling up urgency. So we deny ourselves it where they're actually way better communicators at saying, you know, let's give the space for a second. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, we talk a lot about that when I do corporate training, I'll go yeah. in and we'll have this whole conversation around, well, you know, I asked Angie six times if she would, and I was like, did you give Angie a minute to think about what you requested? Right. 
And it's like, well, and no, we need it now. And do you think that Angie may need something other than verbal? Maybe she is visual, as you said. Maybe she needs an email. Yeah. Um, you know, like maybe that's like, I literally now ask people like, how's best for me to communicate with you? Yes. Yeah. You know, and people really appreciate that. They're like, you know what? I am a text person. I hate talking on the phone. I'm like, great. Now that I know that I'll just program you in. I'll make a little note in my phone that that's how you prefer to be communicated with. It's Some people are like, deal. I need an email. I need a paper trail. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah. Now that I know that I will make sure I always email you. But I think when we just go on how our preferred way to communicate is, we miss the boat completely. I think that's a thing that there's also another type temperament that their top value is freedom and mm. they're very reactive and responsive, but they're all also highly resourceful. And I am very much almost predominantly like of the four temperaments, it is my top yeah. temperament. And so freedom is my everything. So I, just I can't live. be put in a box or I literally die. Mm. Like you I just see it in... happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't, I get frustrated because I also love efficiency and I don't like anything that's pedantic or repetitive. So I mm -hmm. get stressed and triggered by that. And I don't like to wait. Mm -hmm. So I've learned because not everybody functions at the pace that I function at. Yes. So unless you want to live your whole life angry and being annoyed. Yes. You have to find ways to mitigate that, right? So, yeah. you know, like my and we also laugh. can come across very overwhelming to someone who doesn't function the way we do. We can fire off ten emails in like three seconds and like yeah. completely bury a person, yeah. um, if we're not careful, because yep. we can come across very overbearing, very strong, um, and we just think, oh, I chick 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 I'm just checking all my boxes off um and the person on the end is like this feels heavy it feels like you're coming at me which is not our intent um but I think just acknowledging that our behaviors do have consequences too if we're not checking with the other person and we're not having a, a pre-conversation like hey we're going to be working together over the next three months on this project how's best for you to communicate how do you hear feel most heard like if people could just have that conversation when they have group assignments, like that would have saved me so much heartache in like college and university and, you know, having Absolutely. that just one simple conversation instead of just being annoyed every time I'm thrown into a group. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, this is it. It's like, we have to approach, we can't forget that if you function at that pace, I, now I'm just happily surprised when I run into someone else who works like I do. I love that. I have to set my expectations like polar opposite of me. Yes. This and is what you heard in all those groups. Think of the WestJet interviews. The best yeah. advice I get. Like so many times I visualize and visualize that when I'm going into a group setting and it just it puts me a piece it puts me at calm and I just look for all the different personality types and get to know them yes. and then I'm approaching the things from um a position of curiosity instead of knowing and then that's a huge mindset flex and life hack for sure that's a great tip and that I think that's something that's important to remember too yeah. for all of us as we go through our day because when you're type a you have these standards and they're very high. And sometimes let's be honest, Absolutely. kind of impossible mm -hmm. 
and we've set these impossible standards for ourselves and then push them down to everyone else. And then we're constantly feeling like we're being let down by the people around us if they're not living up. And the up poor people them. don't even know what the expectations were <laughs> in the beginning. They There's no possible way they could meet them no. or match them or anything. So we're just setting them up for failure, us up for failure. And yeah, I just, I, I just had a, a client and friend like get a new job and she what the comment was from the person who hired her was like I love how she goes into every interaction because she has to oversee these people but she's a new person but she goes into every conversation just curious like okay I saw that that didn't get done you know what happened or like what what could you what tools would you need to get that done on time and when you come from non-judgment and you come from curiosity yeah it's, it's coming from a loving, spacious place and it's felt like a loving, spacious space. But yeah. it's so easy for us to come in with judgment of like, okay, you didn't meet your, like I'm holding you accountable. Right. But how often do we do that in like our personal relationships? That's the scary part. All the time, right? And that's the conversation. Like mm-hmm. I try and catch- What if we are more curious with our husbands, with our spouses, with our partner, with our kids? Yeah. Oh, I see you got really dirty at recess. I'm not going to react, but- like, what, what were you thinking when you jumped into that thing? Like, and then it becomes playful and it becomes a, a great conversation. They feel heard too, instead yeah. of go change your clothes. I can't believe you got dirty. Like we have to be somewhere in a half an hour, which is yeah. so easy for us to jump to. And we're going to do that. Human. Like you're going to react and do yeah. that and be but like, maybe oh in God. the car, maybe in the car, once you're on the way there and they've changed, you have calmed your emotions, right? That you can see to the bottom of the lake, like the analogy we used before. And you can say, I'm just curious, like what attracted you to that puddle? And what was it about that? That was like so fun for you. And then, you know, that just puts you on a plain, you know, communication frame of mind and you can have these like more in-depth luscious great communications that I think A-types do crave they just don't really allow themselves to go deep a lot of the time I love that you said that so another thing we run into a lot I think is that barrier because of that sense of wanting to belong yeah I feel like a lot of times our type A folks will put a barrier up where it's like, you can only see this much of me or this part of me because Mm -hmm. that's the safe part. And I don't want you to see the rest of it because it's vulnerable and that can be scary. We don't like to show our messy ever, 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 but it's only in showing our messy that we actually get to have deep, delicious sort of relationships that we crave. Um, they have to see all of you. They have to see the brilliance and love the brilliance of love as, as much as the messy to have a good relationship with someone. Like your best friend has to see both sides. Your spouse and your partner needs to see both sides and your kids need to see both sides and your business associates. Yeah. It's okay. Like sometimes I've gained the most trust when I've come in and I've put my papers down. And I'm like, guys, I'm a hot mess today. X, Y, and Z happens. I'm going to pull it together. We're going to do this meeting and we're going to, but they were like, thank you for showing us that you can have bad days too, because it it gives us permission 
to be able to express them and maybe things have just gone astray for us. We can have a good laugh about it mm-hmm. and then move on, right? I think we're moving more into that space too. Like as the millennial and zennial generations come up, they're a yeah. lot more aware of the human aspect when it comes to work. And right. they want to include a lot more of who they are as human beings in an yeah. office or workspace. And so I've seen that shift in corporate in the last five years or so where you can't. Well, they were forced to. Yes. I I think it really rocked their center of foundation, but they had no choice or they were going to have no employees. They had to really pivot fast and and really learn some new ways to communicate, some new um, ways of adapting, things like that, or they would have been dinosaurs because people just weren't having it. It was an uprising. But I think we're also seeing now a handful of companies trying to revert. And I'm like, this is going to be the nail in your coffin. Absolutely. It will will not, because it's just, you can't go back to the old way because that's the past. We have to live in the present and say, okay, what is our current culture now? What do we want to create now? What worked for us in the past, but it's okay to acknowledge that. But, you know, what worked well for us in the past that we still want to keep that we think that will benefit our people, um, but not that it's the old way is the best way and it's the only way, because I think that any time we get to definite in our brain and in our mindset, we are so off. We're locked. So out of alignment. Everything's going to go downhill. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, as I soon love as I whole... say a definite to my husband, as soon as I say a definite to a business associate, as soon as I like draw that line in the sand and I stand on one side, yeah, I've really put a nail in the coffin in a relationship quite often. Yeah, and you feel it. Mm-hmm. Instantly, feel it's that like shift. that gut punch. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of scary, and and sometimes you can save that by literally being like, look. The reason I said that and why I feel that this way is this change my mind. Yes. Right. But then when, as soon as you said that you went to a place of curiosity. Yes. And openness. Right. So I think we close down when we say definite, we open up when we stay curious. And I think just in life, we just need to stay more curious, stay more open to other people's opinions, other people's feedback um, other people's suggestions, experiences, cultures, like it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. If we do that, we stand a chance of longevity yeah. in our relationships or in our cultures and in whatever we're trying to strive for, for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. So if we were to try and kind of sum up the tips that you have so gracefully imparted on us in this hour and a bit, Um, I would say certainly there was the reframe your four step thing where it was identify the emotion. Yep. So you're acknowledging the emotion, you're calling it out, then you're bringing truth to it. And then you're, you're just blessing and releasing the whole situation so you can move on. That's great. I love that. And then also this whole concept of staying curious. Yeah. And just remember when you are starting to dig your heels in, <laughs> you're in the wrong. Usually a great <laughs> sign that you should not be digging your heels in. Yeah, there's no definites in life. Um, the 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 only thing constant in life is change. So if you're becoming definite, then you're becoming off. 
Yeah, I love that. And then also slow down to speed up. We all want to run at a million miles a minute, but slow down. I have a, a piece of art by my front door that says, what's the rush? And yeah. I have it by the front door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pivotal place, right? It's where you feel that the most, right? Yeah, that rush. I have to go, I have mm-hmm. to go, I have to go. What's mm-hmm. the rush? slow down. It's okay to slow down and show yourself grace, right? We're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect. Yeah. And get, and set yourself up for success. Like do the things you need to do. If you're managing your calendar correctly and you're putting in the proper breaks and the proper timing, then you won't be in a rush and your mindset will be a nice, strong growth mindset. Um, so it's just like, what am I doing today to set myself up for success for tomorrow is, is a really good way to look at it as well. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Well, I'm just beyond delighted that you were able to join us here today. Um, and I'm sure we'll get a chance to connect again soon. We're, we have too much in common to not be in each other's sphere. Yes, absolutely. Right. It's and I think I've known you for like five or six years already. Um, eight. Eight. See, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So that we're almost at a decade. Like, look yeah. at us go. I think that's <laughs> important. And I think sometimes as a personality to stop and take stock and recognize those people who, who are long-term in your life. I think there's some real, you know, as much as we like to make new friends, yeah. um, it, it, there's a lot of beauty in, in stopping and taking a second to realizing, you know, wow, this person's been around a while. There must be a reason. Yeah. There must be a reason they haven't right? kind of fallen out of my. Yeah. Yeah. And all I these years, that. there's probably a number of reasons why they could, but they've chose not to. So yeah. maybe we should be breathing life into a lot of these kind of relationships. Like we have, um, instead of being so worried about the next, next networking event yeah, that we're going to. That's a great, that's a great takeaway. Thank <laughs> you so much for being here. So Belinda Ginter, you can look her up. She's everywhere. If you Google her, you'll find her in all kinds of places. She's constantly being published and she is a great resource. And if you feel like you need some mindset coaching, you should definitely reach out to her. Thank you for listening. Like, and subscribe to our channel, wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit www.yorkmotivational.com for more information on my super type A attempt at being Zen, the coaching program, lead without permission, or visit our contact page to reach out to Risha. Wishing you all continued balance and fulfillment on your road to Zen.